are out. The game is over. And we're ready to break it down. It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, and Daryl the Guru Johnson still here at Oracle and the Crown Royal Club after a interesting win by the Golden State Warriors as they win 99-91. to And to quote a man that uh, used to be around these parts and is absolute legend in sports, Al Davis, just win, baby, and that's exactly what the Golden State Warriors did. They seemed like they were going to manhandle this team, and then all of a sudden it got pretty close. It got pretty quiet, but in the end, Steiny, the Warriors pull it out, and mission accomplished. They're moving on. I have a feeling that, I have a, I have a feeling that I'm going to be in the minority here, uh, but I thought the story tonight, believe it or not, was the Spurs and the, the, their ability to hang in the game. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be criticizing the Warriors, maybe nitpicking them a little bit. And there's there's plenty to nitpick here. But you know what? They're advancing. And like I said before the game, the Spurs are a tough team to blow out. Yeah. And you kind of see why. Because they their defense is very good. Uh, they don't turn the ball over a ton. And they're, I mean, they're well coached, even when Popovich isn't here. I don't know what's happened these last two games. You know, I know the goal is to win the series. That's what the Warriors did. Uh, I saw effort. I saw fight. But I also saw a couple C's. And those are concerns going into this next series. Because how can one not think about could the Warriors have beaten a team uh, like the Pelicans the way they played down the stretch? And I don't know about you, Stani, but I saw the Warriors play hot potato with the ball at the end. They got it done. So, hey, let's rejoice. You move on. But I need to find out, and I hope we get a, a report on Steph Curry when he's coming back because the experiment without him, I'm over. And if this team is going to win a championship, it's got to be with number 30 because I don't think this team we saw tonight can do so. Um, and I know a lot of people think they can. That That's over. They cannot. 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. We want to hear from you leaving the arena, even if you weren't here and you're driving around or you're at home. 888-957-9570. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to have a lot of mixed emotions about this game. But the number one thing is it, it, it's about winning and you won the game and you're moving on. Obviously, you're not whole, you're not perfect, but you got the victory. And in the end, that's that's what matters most. And you took care of it in five. You wanted to do it in four, but you clearly, you clearly didn't want to go back to San Antonio. You needed it to get done tonight, and you got it done. They did, and I thought there were a lot of good things for the, for the Warriors tonight. They didn't turn the ball over, so that shows you that – uh, they were focused and they were executing or at least uh, not turning the ball over before they got shots. You know, the one thing we can't forget is one of the things the Warriors have had trouble with the last three or four years is late-game situations. And they don't have a lot of late-game situations when it's a possession or two game, but they have never really 
even in the Steve Kerr era, been lights out down the stretch, and they weren't tonight. So I don't know necessarily that Steph Curry's going to help that. He's going to help that, don't get me wrong, but I don't know that he alone is going to solve that particular problem of late in the game. Of course, Curry comes back and he plays well, they're probably not going to have a lot of games that are close down the stretch, so it may not matter. But again, I, I, I look at this as a, as, a, as a solid win for the Warriors. I really do. Uh, they won without their best, their best player. Uh, they won without their best stuff, if you will. But they, they showed some things like not turning the ball over that I liked. And even though they didn't make any threes, they won a game where they didn't make any threes, and they held the other team back to where they had been in the series in terms of the first three games with the Spurs going seven for 30. I mean, here's the bottom line. Warriors' defense in this series was terrific. It was terrific. And that's the thing that's going to win them a title. Their offense is going to be up and down a little bit especially with Curry out of the lineup. But their defense in this series was really, really phenomenal. And we know that the Spurs aren't the greatest offensive team, but you start to think about it and you realize that the Warriors had something to do, to do with that. Yeah, well, they gutted out a win today. They did. They did. You know, it would be one thing if they came out, like I said, I want them to go out and you know kick their you-know-what, and if they went out and you know, beat it them started up. started out that way. 120 to 95, whatever. But Guru in the end – you know, they didn't play their perfect game. They only made five threes, shot 18.5% from the, the, from a three-point range. It's all kind of ugly, but good enough to get it done. That, that That's gutting out a win. Yeah, and it's good enough to get it done right now. You know, they got a game Saturday against a different team, a better team. So we can sit, you can be one school of thought, hey, this is no big deal. They gutted it out. I got to give the Warriors props because they did win the game. But I'm looking at the box score, and before the game, I told you I'd like to see some production from the bench. There was, but not a player in double figures. And again, they're top heavy with the big three. Is that going to be enough if Steph's not ready to go Saturday against a, you know, a well-oiled machine in regard to the Pelicans? Who's going to control the pace? And two games in a row to where the team, the Warriors, have shot bad from three, unwarrior-like. Is that a slump? Is that something we're going to see Saturday in this building? Cause for concern for me because it's getting real in the field now. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. And then there's this school of thought. And when a team plays the same team in X amount of games, things start to change. Did San Antonio really figure out a way to say, you know what? We're gonna let Kevin Durant beat us. We think we know how to handle Clay Thompson, even though Clay Thompson went to the hole more than we've probably ever seen him do before, especially in, in a playoff game. And then, you know what, Draymond Green, you want to shoot, go right ahead. Andre Iguodala, go ahead. You know, they, they had some alley-oops early to JaVale McGee, but he's not a scorer. I mean, is there a strategy without Steph Curry that maybe in the last two games San Antonio figured out? Because the last two games they held the Golden State Warriors to under 100 points. Well, you don't have to trick up your defense as much when you're playing without when you're playing a team without Curry or the Warriors without Curry. And we're seeing more 
Well, what we saw in this series anyway was Pop, uh, Popovich and the Spurs def- uh, basically guard Durant with one man, and the man was uh, typically a smaller, a smaller player. But, you know, you look at tonight's game, and Durant's, what, 8 for 19? It's not great, but it's not, it's not terrible either. Uh, whenever I look at a player's field goal percentage, I always look at the team's field goal percentage and what everybody on the other team shot. And so 8 for 19 is not bad on a night when the Warriors shot 44% and the, and the Spurs shot 37%. And that's why Clay Thompson's 11 for 22 was huge today because that's probably the most efficient player on the court tonight because nobody else, nobody really shot the ball well. And I think it was because both teams were playing defense really well. You are listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HG1 San Francisco, the radio home for every single Warriors playoff game. 888-957-9570 is the number. We are going to get to you. But there also was a lot of, I mean, missed open shots, especially threes, to a point of they barely hit iron, let alone were flat duds and didn't even hit iron. Yeah, I air balls. Yeah, I can't remember a game where the Warriors shot a eighteen percent from. Three. And really, on both sides, I mean, there there was that long stretch in the third quarter where Guru and I, Steiny, were sitting there going, "When's the last time San Antonio scored?" Yeah, they went a long period in that third quarter without scoring. Uh, but that's normal for them, right? When you look at it from the Warrior perspective and the Warrior lens, that's where I'm like, "Okay, what's going on here? Uh, where are the Splash Brothers or brother?" Well, the I mean, the Spurs scored how many points in each of the games? I mean, essentially they were in the 90s uh, every game. So, you know, they're not a great offensive team, and the Warriors are a good defensive team. And I think if you look at the shooting percentages uh, from the Spurs all series long, they were low. Uh, you know, there's two parts. Here's what you got. They yeah. were 92, 101-97-90. And then now tonight, 91. Exactly. So they only broke 100 one time. They so were pretty consistent in the series. They were. They were. But I do think a lot of that had to do with the Warriors' defense. I mean, again, we can we can criticize some things, but I think their defense is at championship level right now. At least it was against the Spurs. Now, maybe against the Pelicans, they're going to find that it's not at championship level, but their defense won them this series. There's no doubt about it. They 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 kept the Spurs below 100 four out of five games. That's about as good as you can do against the playoff team. You know, before we get to the phone calls, I just want to mention something that I saw tonight, and it's it's not going to surprise anybody, just the class of Steve Kerr. I didn't get to see what his embrace was like with Manu Ginobili because obviously they played together. I did get to see Tony Parker. He ran into the tunnel as Tony Parker was going in and grabbed Tony to embrace and hug him. And it just goes to show the class of Steve. I mean, a head coach run. I mean, here's Steve Kerr Former running. teammate, yeah. as you just mentioned. Running to Tony Parker because Tony Parker obviously didn't see him and they were walking off and went, you know, that – that's sometimes what the game's all about. A lot of class there. I thought it was really cool, and I just want to bring that up in case uh, people here weren't able to see it. It's now time to hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nations. Let's go to Brian, leaving Oracle. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. 
Thanks, guys, for taking my call. Um, so I want to start with uh, a quick little negative. Um, I thought there were big lulls tonight in energy and effort offensively. Um, I thought there were a lot of just jumpers and settling for outside shots rather than uh, driving and kind of moving the ball. But more than that, Steiny hit the nail on the head. Um, this is a championship-level defense. They showed it this series. They held the Spurs to averaging in the 90s. They, I mean, the Pelicans are going to play defense like the Spurs, and the offense is going to come easier next series. If the defense shows up like it did this series, I'm excited for next series, even with Anthony Davis playing like he is. And also, Clay Thompson needs to be talked about as with Kawhi out right now. Clay Thompson is the best two-way player in the game. LeBron is the best. Well, that's obvious, but Clay Thompson is the best two-way player in the game. He consistently defends the best player for 35, 40 minutes a night and still scores 20, 25 points with an efficiency rating of plus 10, plus 15 a game. And so he needs to be talked about as the best two-way player in the game right now. I think he's up there. I, I think, And I think he is talked about as, as one of the best two-way players. I, I at least in the Bay Area. I don't think the rest of the country knows really how solid Clay is on the defensive end. I think they think he's a pretty good defender, but I don't really think they get a sense. And I'm talking about people outside the Bay Area that he covers basically the the, the best backcourt player, whether it's a point guard or whether it's a shooting guard. Uh, so, you know, the other thing I think we got to come to terms with, people might not like to hear this, without Steph Curry – Warriors aren't that great of an offensive team. They're really not. I mean, yes, Kevin Durant is a phenomenal scorer and Klay Thompson can score, but one of those guys doesn't have a good game. Who's their third? They don't have a third consistent scorer without Curry. Now, that's the thing. With Curry, it changes everything because then all of a sudden Clay's your third scorer. Well, now you have a third scorer capable of getting you 30, and when he does, you're not going to lose if Curry and Durant are playing. So, but without Curry, they they have holes offensively. They really do. I yeah. mean, you, you were the one who pointed it out. Draymond Green's not a scorer. Iguodala doesn't score anymore. McGee is, you know, no, not, there are no scoring centers anymore, really. So we may have to get used to this if Curry's going to miss the first game or two of the next series. And what I was sitting right next to you, the sequence after sequence at the end of the game where Warrior players looked like it was get the ball to Kevin Durant or else. It was like nobody else wanted to step clay. Nobody else wanted to part of trying to create a shot or take a shot. And that can get you so far, and so far is the plateau we're at today, a series win over, a, you know, an offense that is not that good, a lethargic offense. Is with, LaMarcus Aldridge had 30 points tonight, 14 from the free throw line. Anthony Davis dropped 40 for you three weeks ago in this building. Now there's big stakes. It's the playoffs. Uh, we didn't see McGee play. We didn't see Zaza play that game the last time the Pelicans. I don't know, Stiney, if the Warriors have an answer for Anthony Davis, but there's bigger problems than just Davis with Miritic and Holiday. There's matchup problems all across the board. It's not just about Anthony Davis. Well, I, I mean, Davis is a great player, but when you look at teams around the league, the Warriors still have more players who can match up with players. I mean – 
look, Anthony Davis is a great player. I'm not saying the Warriors are going to shut him down by any stretch. But when you talk about personnel, well, they can put Kevin Durant on him. They can put Draymond on him. I think they can probably put Looney on him for a little bit. I think David West will probably get a crack at him here and there. So they can they can run bodies at him, but Guru's right. I mean, Anthony Davis is a phenomenal player. The 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 real issue I think is be, is is going to be offense in the until Curry comes back. Right. They may not. You know, the Pelicans can score, or they have shown they can score. But again, that's where the Warriors' defense comes in. If the Warriors can can defend the Pelicans and and limit them to uh, just a portion of what they normally get, I think they'll be all right. We'll see. And you know what? Now, let me tell you what the next three or four days is going to be. Is Steph Curry going to play? Is he not going to play? When's he coming back? Is he going to play Saturday? Is he going to play Monday? You think he'll play Saturday? I don't know. Is he day-to-day? Curry's going to be asked about that the whole time. Clay was asked about it tonight. That's all we're going to talk about for the next three days, if Curry's going to play or not. You know, I think you can sum it up this way. They have a completely different identity when they don't have Steph Curry for an entire game. Amazing. The identity's different. And, yeah, at the end of the game, we were laughing. It was like a game of hot potato like we used to play as kids. I don't want it. I don't want it. You shoot it. I'm not shooting. Okay, where's Durant? So it's that's kind of thing. As you said, Steiny, we, we've talked actually the last couple of years about this, about really what are they at the end of these close games? <laughs> well, they don't play in a lot of them. Well, that's true. But the other thing, and, and I this is always where I try to take just a different perspective about isolation, especially late in the game. So if the Warriors, it's in, it's in the last two minutes of a game, you need a bucket, right? I mean, you, you got to keep scoring. Well, if you run your, your passing game offense, all right, and you, get, you might get an open shot, but you know what? It may be Andre Iguodala taking a three, or it may be, Clay Ta- or it may be Draymond Green getting a three because that's where the ball ends up, and that's the man who was open, and now it's time to take a shot. When you play isolation – at least you're putting the ball in the hands of the player you want it in, and then you're saying, go make a play. The problem is, is Durant is a scorer. He's not really a playmaker. Curry's a playmaker who can score. So that's where they really miss Steph Curry do down you, the stretch of games. Do you think with the way the offense performed the last two games, that may expedite the process in regard to Curry coming back where the team feels pressured like we need him? I wouldn't. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't hope so, to tell you the truth. You can't be bringing a guy back early because of circumstance. you got to bring him back when he's ready, when he's healthy. And this is a player who's part of their future. 200 he, mil. He's the franchise. I don't, I don't know if you want to mess with that. But you know what? I, but by the same token, it's not like – it's not like what Guru said has no merit. I guarantee you there's probably conversations about, well, look, if, we, if, he, does, if, he, if he doesn't play Saturday and we win game one, let's keep him out for game two. But they also might be saying, you know, if he doesn't play Saturday, we lose. You know what? Maybe mm-hmm. we ought to think about getting him out there Monday if he's ready to go. It, I don't think it's a matter of you rush him out, but it's a matter of if you win, you can be a little more conservative and – give him a bigger break than he might need. 
Warrior fans, you're moving on with a 99-91 win. How you feeling? 888-957-9570. We'll get to all your phone calls right here on the home of the Golden State Warriors. That's 95-7 the game. Ball deflected, catches, turns, fires, it's up, it's good at the buzzer by Thompson. Ends the first half with a bucket and arms up, raised, doesn't stop, just heads to the tunnel. Chest pass to Clay Thompson in the front court, drives by Anderson, gets to the right hand, scores, and got fouled from behind. Clay was just amazing tonight, and he was great all series. I know he had a uh, tough shooting night in game four, but just an incredible series. Still took about three or four bad shots, but other than that, I thought I got great looks. I feel like I could have more points, but you know, that's basketball. It's not always going to go your way. And I look forward to doing that the rest of the playoffs. Just, you know, not trying to do too much, but just trying to play my game. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95-7 the game. And Warriors wrap-up is, is presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, still here at Oracle. We're taking your phone calls, 888-957-9570. Let's go to Matt in Santa Clara. Good evening, Matt. Let's go to Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Let's go to John in Modesto. John, you're on 95.7. Hey, guys. What's up, John? Uh, It's been good. Just getting back from the game on the way back home. And really, a couple of observations. I mean, the guys have to... They have a shot, and it's an open shot. They got to go ahead and take it. The, the, their offense is built on passing the ball around to get an open shot, and they're passing up open shots to get worse shots. And then they and, and they throw out prayers at the end, of, and that's not Warriors basketball. They have to they have to go ahead and figure out how to. If they have an opportunity, they got to go ahead and take it. It may not be the ideal person, but you know what? It's an open shot. And teams like other good teams will do that exactly. So it's pretty crazy that um, that the Warriors are having to do that right now, especially with Curry not being there. That's it. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. We all know that. And they are trying to find themselves offensively without Curry. And there, there's a lot going on right now. I mean, Kevin Durant is aware that he doesn't want to play too much isolation because he knows that's probably not good for the team. By the same token, they need him to get 30 a night. So he's going out there, and I think he's a very smart player. I think he's going out there saying, all right, I got to get my 30, but I got to get it, quote, unquote, in the flow. Well, that's easy to say, but if you're not getting the ball, then that's the flow, and you're not getting the ball in the flow, so you got to go get it. What I'm getting at is it's not easy uh, for everybody to just switch their roles and tinker a little bit with their roles and, and try to do a little bit more but not too much that you're affecting everybody else in a negative way. So I, I, get, I get what the caller's saying, uh, but I, I – I hate to criticize a team for overpassing and trying to get a better shot. Sometimes you do need to knock down a shot when you get it, but I don't think it's ever bad when you're thinking about making that extra pass. And I wonder, you know, being 5 of 27 from deep, if it's mental. 
And that's why we saw some of the guys passing up shots. Two games in a row from deep, this team hasn't been who they've been all season long. And I tell you what, the best news tomorrow or moving forward the rest of the week before Saturday is that Steph Curry somehow miraculously can can show up and be a part of the team game one. And then that alleviates all of what I think ails this offense because right now this offense is not clicking on all cylinders. KD did all he can. He had five assists. If some guys made some open shots, he might have had ten. But at the end of the day, if number 30 can come back, and I, and I know right now that's kind of a Hail Mary for game one, then then the Warriors become that beast that they've been and we can see them defend their throne. Well, we've also got to see what kind of uh, <laughs> just got distracted a little bit here on uh, on the Good air. distraction. <laughs> uh, the the one thing we we don't know is what kind of shape Steph Curry will be in, or what kind of uh, uh, rust will be on his game. Now, the good news is he's been pretty good on those first couple games back from injury. Uh, so maybe he comes back and it's like he doesn't even miss a beat. We'll see. Well, I, I, I mean, let, let's face it. I have the box score from the last game in tonight, and you're looking at seven for 28 from three-point range, and then you're looking at five for 27. Wow. That's alarming numbers for the Golden State Warriors when you really think about it. So I can see why people from the outside and the NBA experts from the outside are going to be going, wow, this team really looks vulnerable. I mean, think about that. The Golden State Warriors have gone back-to-back games where they have hit hit seven and five three-pointers. That is just unlike them, whether Steph Curry's here or not, right? What were they the other night? Seven for 28. Seven for 28, huh? And wow. now five for 27. 18%. This is their Eight knockout man. punch. This is what they dominate. They what? do it better than you. They, They're more efficient than you. Do you call this a slump, Stiney, or not? Nah, just good Spurs defense. Well, I mean, obviously they're not making shots. But the one thing the Warriors are good at, and maybe they haven't been the last two games, because you really got to kind of dissect every single shot. Uh, if you want to know why they shot a good percentage or why they shot a bad percentage. But if you if the defense has taken away the three, the Warriors have always been good at getting inside the three-point line and knocking down mid-range or getting to the basket. Sometimes I thought there were cases tonight where they kind of tried to take a three to take the easy way out. You know, sometimes when you when you need a bucket – you got to grind out a possession and you got to make six, eight passes and you got to get to the get the ball to the open guy and then you got to hope he makes it. Well, you know what? Sometimes it's easier sometimes when Kevin Durant just pulls up from three-point range and knocks down a shot. Uh, unfortunately, tonight they, did, tonight they didn't get a lot of those to go down. Let's go to B in Oakland. Good evening, B. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, you're doing a great job tonight. I just wanted to talk uh, briefly about the bench. And it's slash Andre Iguodala because I know um, he's starting right now. But I'm a little bit concerned about Sean Livingston specifically and Andre Iguodala because I'm looking at that OKC Utah series. I'm looking at a guy like Carmelo Anthony, and it just looks like he doesn't have it anymore. And I'm wondering if that's a little bit of the case with Andre and Sean Livingston. It just doesn't seem like they have the same sort of energy and push and being aggressive as they used to be in years past. And I'm a little concerned about that. So I want to get your guys' uh, take on that. Well, I, I would say that uh, 
you're right about Carmelo Anthony. I mean, he's he looks Ugh. he looks done right now. See, I thought Livingston was good tonight. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, the 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 luxury the Warriors have is that they don't need Iguodala or Livingston to play as much as Carmelo Anthony, and they don't they don't need Iguodala to have consistently good games. He just needs to to give them some stability in certain areas. But the one thing you do notice, when Curry doesn't play, then Iguodala's offensive deficiencies really, really become glaring. Let's go to Khaled leaving the game, heading up I-80. Now, he's stiffing us? He, he's got to be there. Khaled. Hey, what's going not. on, gentlemen? Oh, there you are. You guys uh... – you guys were all of a sudden digitized and talking slow. Kind of look, it's kind of sounding the way the Warriors' offense looked in the fourth <laughs> quarter. But my apologies on that. Um, you know, I want to start off by saying, you know, how about them Oakland Athletics? Just let's talk about something that that's fantastic. But I'll, I'll, four, I'll go four, four in a row and eight of nine. The yeah. green and gold. The green and gold and the Giants. Red talented. hot. Both Bay Area baseball teams locking it down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I wanted to put a smile on Townie's face. I knew that would do it. Thank uh, you very much, Colette. You know, it does. I, <laughs> you know, let, let's let's be real in regards to what the Warriors are without Steph Curry. Uh, the Warriors are a team uh, that has a bunch of great individual players that has no flow to be able to run that offense. And they're, you know, the, the, the greatest thing about the Warriors is that the sum of all their parts when Steph's on the floor. When he's not there, you have no one to kind of direct the traffic and things are kind of going the way things are in the, the old candlestick parking lot where everybody's just kind of going and trying to fight through and get through. There's no flow to the offense. There's no flow. There's no spacing. And there's a lot of people looking to see who else is going to step up and take that shot other than KD? And, you know, there was one sequence that stood out to me in the fourth quarter, which was when KD finally got upset and drove the lane and dunked. You know, and I was sitting there saying to myself, why was he not doing that more often? And why was everybody just kind of standing around waiting for the other person to be able to do uh, that magic that Steph normally does in the end? And, so they're a little bit lost without Steph, and that's not something that's going to cure during these playoffs the more that they allow Steph to sit out. So I don't think Steph's going to get much better. If he's ready to go in game two, he's ready to go in game one because you're not going to improve much between Saturday and Monday. So I'm not sounding alarms or anything else, but if you lose game one at home, you know, you're going to be in a world of hurt because these New Orleans Pelicans – they're coming out, and they're hungry, and they're thirsty. They kind of remind me of that Warriors team uh, that, not the one that won the championship, but it was the first team that went out there, knocked out Denver with a lot of heart and a lot of energy and a lot of flow going into the playoffs. Um, and that, you know, that could end up biting us. And you remember the Spurs almost lost game one, and they ended up, it was a defensive uh, uh, hiccup. And that allowed Manu Ginobili to hit a three. And then the Warriors came back and won game two, and they took him to six. If we mess around and don't bring back 
that general to coordinate that offense, we may find ourselves in that same hole and in a dogfight that can go six or seven. Great stuff, Colette. We'll see you on Saturday, and we'll address some of the things he had to say with our own John Dickinson, who is here from the locker room. The Warriors with the win, 99-91. to They're moving on past the San Antonio Spurs, and you heard it all right here on 95-7 The Game. Durant catches right elbow, fakes, comes left off the dribble, the jumper out of the rim, tipped up and in, and good enough. Draymond Green with an unbelievable tip, and Rudy Gay fouled him. Draymond was falling to the floor, reached up with his left hand, and tipped the ball in. Draymond can literally do everything. His last two games have been rebounding like a beast, and his ability to take the ball from the rim and push the break is what sparks our offense so much. So we expect him to continue to play with this edge because when he does, he's playing with great emotion and passion. That's when he got his best. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95-7, the game. That's right. Every Warriors playoff game right here on the home of the Warriors. 95-7, the game. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, and it is Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. And now joining us. From the locker room with all the information after this win and the Warriors moving on after beating the Spurs 99-91, to and they win this series 4-1. He's brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. J.D., what was it like down in the Warriors locker room after this win and moving on beating the Spurs? Well, guys, uh, it's, I think, a sense of relief, but also a, a sense of accomplishment in the fact that they got through this series healthy and they got through this series uh, without having to go beyond five games, and they did it in large part thanks to their defense, which was the biggest question mark for this team heading into the playoffs. Could they lock in defensively and put forth a consistent effort on that end of the floor. Now, playing the San Antonio Spurs does help you get your bearings. And and one thing that Steve Kerr did mention at the beginning of the series, he reiterated it tonight, the fact that the Spurs force you to play the right way. Otherwise, they will expose you. And at times, even tonight, uh, as depleted as they were offensively, they put the Warriors in a very difficult position down the stretch to where they had to make a couple of critical plays even to get the win tonight. You know, that's, a, that's actually a, a great point, J.D., is because the last two or three weeks, the issue was their defense. We were asking, how can their defense be worse if Steph Curry's not playing? You would expect their defense would, have to, would step up because it would have to step up in the absence of Curry on the offensive end. And I couldn't figure it out in the regular season – but like with a lot of things, it, it probably comes down to effort. And the effort has been there. The defense won them this series. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And if they can, if they can continue to play defense like this, they have a very good chance of winning it all again, I think, just because their offense is bound to get better over the course of the playoffs. And, and look, the Pelicans – they played tremendous defense against the Portland Trailblazers. They're not a great 
defensive team. So I think where you look at, at this game tonight, which was a race to 90 or 95, it wound up being 99-91 with neither team getting to 100, that's not going to be the way the series is with the Pelicans, even if Stephen Curry is out. This is a series that's made to be, I think, in the one. 10s, 115s, 120s, although the playoffs could slow that down a little bit. Sometimes that's the case. But I think just the style that both teams want to play and that the Pelicans do play is conducive to a much more open, free-flowing, offensive-oriented series. Yeah, and you look at the, uh, the state of the West with the Pelicans being the next opponent and then the Houston Rockets out there. I know the Warriors are known for their defense, but fellas, let's get let, let's put the rat on the table. The Warriors are known for their stellar, stellar offense, and I'm just wondering if they don't get that production from the offense and and, and can't shoot it from three. That doesn't bode well against the matchup just right here against the Pelicans. Uh, let alone the Houston Rockets who are out there lurking. My point is, fellas, you're going to need offense to win to get out of the West this year. Something kind of strange happened on the broadcast, and obviously we don't get to hear the TV broadcast because we're here at the game. I get to hear you. But uh, <laughs> you listen to me. Uh, TNT, Chris Weber said about Draymond Green, he wouldn't start on many teams in the league John, you have the audio for us. This is Draymond Green responding to Chris Weber. No, I don't have a scorer my, uh, scorer's mentality, um, especially for, you know, the, the team that I play on. Um, I think if I did have a scorer's mentality, it would throw all this off and it wouldn't work out. And so, you know, uh, I think there are times in the game where uh, I probably need to score more, but it's hard to turn a scorer's mentality on or off. I've had that once before in my life. You just don't click that on or off. Uh, nonetheless, I do know when I need to be more aggressive, and, and that helps my team out. Um, but I don't care. Uh, I, I've done some great things in this league. I've been an all-star twice, averaging like 11 points, 10 points or something like that. Like, you know, I don't need to score. However... I don't think he can find many GMs or coaches that wouldn't say I wouldn't start on their team. And, you know, my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fine without scoring the ball. I think I've created a new lane for guys in this league to where you don't have to score 20 points to be an all-star or be a star in this league. And, and it is what it is. And so, you know, that's fine. And, and my jury fit well. <laughs> so I, I'm, Damn. I'm doing pretty good. So, Damn. you know. Much love to see Webb, though, from Damn. Michigan. Uh, state of Michigan, you know. <laughs> we good. Hey, hey. <laughs> Is that a little University of Michigan hate on a little Michigan State? Yeah, and he also said his jewelry fits well, as in his championship rings. It's of the truth. which C. Webb has none in college or in the pros. So a little bit of a shot there at the end at a Michigan guy, although playing for the rival school. I'll tell you what, Draymond Green is – an incredibly intelligent player. He really is. He, he knows exactly what his game is, what his game's limitations are, what he excels at. He knows what other players on the floor should probably be doing to give his team the best chance to win. And just listen to him talk about the scorer's mentality and – explaining how difficult it is to go from the even for somebody like him to go from the fourth option to the third option that's actually pretty pretty big jump in the NBA I Draymond Green's 
he's a pretty darn good player. And the th- and so I, I need to hear exactly what Weber said because I almost can't believe it if he said he couldn't start on many teams in the NBA. That sounds like something I would have said about Draymond Green about six years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> now, when we heard, although not nothing's, now. nothing's really that surprising with Weber if you watch the, the telecast regularly. He's pretty awful. I mean, let, uh, just he he's doesn't know what's run, going though. on. He's getting more run yeah, he's by the day. Run. He's getting run. Yeah. He's terrible. Like, he's getting run. I mean, there's plenty yeah, but, of people in this world that get run that stink. No, d- no doubt. And and But forget about him as a play-by-play guy. Or, an I'm analyst. sorry, as an yeah. analyst. But the, the fact that he says Draymond Green – couldn't start for a lot of teams in this league. I mean, that's it, that's it tells you you might not watch the league all that much. And when I heard that, I, I, yeah. I was worried about Draymond's response, and I got to give him kudos. He sounded mature, and yeah. what he said was real that he's creating, like Dennis Rodman, who was before Draymond, a lane for guys to get in the league and carve out a niche that doesn't have to be predicated on scoring 30 or 40 points playing hero ball. Draymond Green is special, the junkyard dog, and I got to give him kudos. I thought he that was going to be nasty, and he sounded like an immature NBA champion, which he threw in, J.D., at the end. Well, and, and you got to remember, Warrior games start at 740 at night. These guys who live on the East Coast, that's a 1040 start. <laughs> now, Weber's watching him, though. Weber knows what he's saying. You really? You think so? Why'd he we, come out his mouth? I'm not sure he's watching. We're not sure he's watching. You know, see, Webb has a good life. You have no idea how much he's grinding watching NBA games. He's a multimillionaire. Who knows? I mean, I, I definitely get if you say. And he doesn't live on the West Coast. It, you know, if you say about Draymond Green, you know, if you put him on another team, he won't be the same player. Okay, I'll, I'll meet you halfway yeah. there, maybe even the whole way. But to say Draymond Green couldn't start on other teams, I think that's pretty ridiculous. Okay, you wanted to know exactly what he said. This is what C-Web said on the TNT broadcast. This is the impact Draymond Green has. Yes, if he was on other teams and expected to score, he may not be in the starting lineup on some teams. But on this team, he's one of their most valuable players because he keeps the system going. See, if he was, if he ex- was expected ah, okay. to score, <laughs> Contact. you know, yeah. it's just a little bit softer. different than yeah. – it's a little softer. Than is he, is he right? Uh, no, he's still not right. But, well, yeah, I mean, I guess if – If you needed 20, uh, he might be a little right. <laughs> well, I guess I, the, the way he ended up saying it really doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it. Right. But if, if basically he might be saying Draymond Green's one of – not one of the top five scorers on a lot of teams. Okay, that's fair. I'll give him that. You know what I mean? Like, Nick Young's a better scorer than Draymond Green. So if you need scoring, yeah, maybe Draymond. But I'm going to leave that one alone. It's just And we all know this team wouldn't have two rings without not, Draymond I'm Green. Not, no question. Okay. I'm all certainly right, so, not agreeing with him. Uh, one thing to look at, J.D., a little alarming. Last game, seven threes. This game, five. So you have 12 three-pointers made in two games for the Warriors. That's a little alarming. It's a little alarming, and they won one of those two games because their opponent went 7 for 30 and shot 37% overall, uh, 32 for 86. So, again, I I think this is the series where you can get away with that. I think in the next series you can't get away with that. But I also think the Pelicans, while they are long and athletic and and can pose some problems – they just aren't the consistent, buttoned-up defensive squad 
that the San Antonio Spurs are. I mean, the one thing that Spurs do well, even without Kawhi, even in this year that, that may be one of their worst years in the last 20, is they still put forth a, a conscientious defensive effort. And I think you saw that for the most part in this series, and it's why they were a handful for good portions of a number of different games. Well, you know what? The Spurs are a team that they, they are, they're a great defensive team. There's no doubt. They have, a, they have a great team defensive concept. So now the Warriors go to the Pelicans. All right, well, the Pelicans aren't as good defensively. Well, they don't have to be the Spurs defensively. What they do have to do, specifically what Rondo and Drew Holiday have to do, is just make the Warrior backcourt more inefficient. They want to see if Curry, let's let's assume Curry plays. They need Curry, you know, they need to hold Curry to nine of twenty-one and maybe three for nine from three-point range. They do that. The game will still be over the hunt, you know, it'll be 100, 110, something like that, maybe even more. And we're not going to be saying, wow, they locked up the Warriors. They don't have to lock up the Warriors. They just have to make sure that they can keep the Warriors just a little below what they're used to doing. And they actually have the individual type defenders that could do that over a course of a series. And what interests me as you start to look ahead to that series is how do the Pelicans go about doing it? And, and what I mean is, can they do it in a similar fashion to the way they did it against the Blazers? Because they just went at Lillard and McCollum, trapped them, doubled them, yep. made the other guys beat them, but the Blazers don't have really any other weapons. They exposed the fact that none of the Blazers' wings can get the job done. So if you're going to say you're going to trap Stephen Curry when he's back or you're going to trap Durant when he's back, then that means Draymond Green's going to wind up probably being a playmaker because Draymond's mm-hmm. the guy in the pick and roll with Durant or Curry. And it also means that Clay Thompson, if the Pelicans can't rotate, is going to get a lot of open looks in the series as long as the Warriors move the ball. So I'm not sure that the – Pelicans can get it done against the Warriors the same way they did against the Blazers. The Warriors, even without Curry, are more dynamic. All right, it is now time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Draymond, quick hit handoff for Durant, can't make the play. Throws it back to KD, top of the key, jumper up and good! Kevin Durant hits the jumper with 36.1 to go! 95-91 Warriors! There you go. Quickly, J.D., before we get to the stop of the game. Yeah, just a quick note here. The last Warrior with 18 or more rebounds in back-to-back playoff games, Draymond Green... Did it in Game Four and Game Five. God, I almost want you to. I want. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a three sec. You you want you want to wait until later? Larry no. Smith. Pre Larry Smith. It's pre Nelly. Oh, it's it's oh. pre Nelly era, pre George Carl era. <laughs> Jeez. Well, we we can either come Nate back Thurman. to it or I'll give Clifford you Clifford Ray. No, Nate Thurman. no, Clyde Lee. Yeah, in well, I, I was seventy-three. You know, wow. I could I could have been here all night and probably not come up with Clyde Lee. Although I was you like, know, Drexler, no, he didn't play. <laughs> Clyde Lee, Clyde Lee, Draymond, eighteen plus back-to-back games. All right, time for the stop of the game. Stop of the game brought to you by Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop. Mm-hmm. 
Burry dribbles, won't shoot, back to Aldridge, pump fake, drives in, goes up, rejected by McGee, who got back in the play. Well, there you go. Is that JaVale McGee? Yes, it was. It was JaVale McGee. Nice, nice. All right, J.D., we're looking at a little schedule here. Yeah, game one going to be Saturday. We don't know what the time. time. We, we need we need the time. We don't know the time exactly. However, there's there's two scenarios. The Celtics and the Bucks play game six of their series on Thursday. Celtics won tonight, took a 3-2 lead. They play game six Thursday. If Milwaukee forces a game seven, there's two games Saturday. It'll be the Celtics-Bucks game seven and the Warriors game one. So there would need to be some sort of... TNT doubleheader there, whether they go 3 o'clock for the game in the East and 5.30 for the game here, or maybe 5 o'clock for the game in the East and 7.30 for the game here, that remains to be seen. But I think it's a good bet if Boston wraps up that series on Thursday and the Warriors are the only game on the docket Saturday, it's a good bet that that game here will be at 5 o'clock. If it's the only game, meaning Boston wins Thursday because it's a TNT game. It's not right. an ABC window. It's a TNT window. TNT likes the late afternoon, 8 o'clock Eastern, if that's their only game in prime time. What's your gut tell you about Curry? You know, We're not going to see him in game one. That's well, my gut. And then game two is only one day later, yeah, two days later. Game two could be – it technically could be Monday or Tuesday, but right. it's likely to be Monday. And, and then, then what about game three? Friday. They're okay. on track now with the Saturday start. Now that we know that it's going to be Saturday. It's Saturday, Monday, likely. Right. Wednesday would be the open day extra. So it would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. Game three, likely Friday. Game four in New Orleans that following Sunday. Uh, and then it gets into a, you know, either a – then it gets a little more convoluted right. from there. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, or Wednesday, Friday, Monday on the back. And I don't want to get too convoluted on that. But right. Friday, Sunday, I'm getting three and four. Do you want to ask me what my gut tells me? What's your gut tell you about Curry? Uh, my tell gut me. tells me I need to be get a beer and get out of here. But Arlo, I know – I can't tell you about Curry, but I can tell you about Arlo. Smart home security. You go to Arlo.com for that peace of mind to have these great cameras at your house. The number one thing with the app on your phone, you can watch everything that's going on with your house. They give you these instant alerts. So if someone comes to your front door, you're immediately going to know it no matter where you are. Then the two-way talk, you have the ability to talk to that person who's at your front door. And now you can get it at Best Buy. They have them at Best Buy, which is a place you can pick them up yeah you can go see it right now so you can go to arlo.com or you can check it out at best buy trust me it's the best product on the market you're absolutely going to love it check out arlo all right that is going to do it the warriors are moving on we'll be back on saturday make sure you check out all the shows tomorrow here on 95 7 the game will be wall-to-wall warriors coverage on the home of the warriors that's 95 7 the game